0: Hello, good evening, and welcome to the latest episode of the Magic Cast. Welcome to episode 180. I hope you're doing well and enjoying your Monday evening slash afternoon after the the weekend of football uh, all across the world. Uh, I'm your host, Scott Munro, with me this episode and has been with me for the last couple of episodes all the way from Canada. Joey, how are you? How's the weather?
1: Good, good. The weather's warming up, surprising to say, given in February, but uh, can't complain, Scott. How are you?
0: I'm all good, all good. Can't complain. Watched a um, couple of games of football. I watched three games back-to-back on Saturday, one live and two on TV, um, and then watched the Napoli game yesterday. I might watch the Inter game tonight. Um, I think that could be quite in- interesting against Sampdoria, but yeah, not too bad. We've got it's, it's it's a busy week, isn't it? Because we've got the return of the Champions League. For me, here in the UK, uh, football league is on in, during the week, so I'll be watching the game tomorrow. And then you have got the Europa League and Conference League on Thursday, and then back to Serie A on Friday night, which uh, with Napoli and then Roma have got Hellas Verona, who are playing now. So it's 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 going to be interesting, isn't it, Joey? We've got some we've got some exciting football coming up.
1: Yeah, this is the part of the schedule that's going to get really uh, tough because we're, mm. we're starting back with uh, the three to two to three games a week, mm. given the Europa League. So, this is what we were saying on uh, previous episodes that, you know, the once a week is good, but it gets difficult when you play, uh, especially a second time a week. And look what happened to the Coppa Italia games. So, we played some of the backups, we didn't have our, our stable 11 and it uh, it didn't it didn't help us it it hurt us in the end we had a bad performance so i'm hoping the the players learn from that because this is going to be the busiest time now of the year
0: yeah it was it four games in just under two weeks and then you got Juventus and Sassuolo and the derby and potentially that sandwiched in between a a potential uh, if Roma do get past Red Bull Salzburg, uh, a Europa League last sixteen tie. But uh, in this episode, we'll be talking about the one all draw where Lecce. would will both have a rant about uh, a certain referee in that game. Um, we'll talk about Zaniolo's confirmed transfer to Galatasaray in Turkey, and uh, I will probably say some stuff about Jakubianko at the end. Some some very good news that come out today, and I think it. it showed that social media is not the cesspool that it is sometimes. But Joey, one all against Lecce. Um it wasn't a bad result. It probably wasn't the best result. Um Lecce did their best to kick Romer off the pitch. <laughs> I thought there could have been a couple of red cards maybe another penalty on a in the second half, which I, I'm still shocked was not given a draws, not the worst result because they have held AC Milan there. They've drawn against Napoli. They almost beat Juventus or not almost beat. They almost drew Juventus. It's not the worst result. I think the 60, 65 minutes Roma did. Okay. I think they looked a little bit flat at the end, but it's not, as bad as everyone's thinking, because maybe in hindsight, that point later in the season could do them justice.
1: Uh, I think you, I think you said it perfectly. I uh, when I was talking to you after the result for a reaction, I, I was pretty upset. Uh, not gonna lie, I went out for a walk because um, all I want is Roma to be back in Champions League, even with financial fair play. I, I think this can at least help us. Uh, that's my belief. I think it's still gonna help us at least have a market and just make the team better. So this has been my goal. And seeing that that draw, it, it upset me at first. But then when I when I think back to it, they played they played well, I think well enough to win. Um you were right. They played 65 minutes of decent decent football and then they uh they kind of went flat. Guys were getting tired. Um at the end, I thought Mourinho maybe made subs a little too late, but this is becoming a trend now. Uh, I don't think he's trusting many players on his bench apart from maybe Wijnaldum, because he's just returning for injury. Side note, Wijnaldum, I'm glad to see he came back, played some minutes, does lack a bit of intensity, as Mourinho said, but it's good to have him back and he's going to be really, uh, helpful in the fut- in the, in the long run. And just from the game overall, Scott, you mentioned the... Uh, actually, before I get to red cards, you're right. Lecce have a good form at home. Um, they they actually beat Lazio. They beat Atalanta. They drew AC Milan. If you notice, Scott, they're the ones who drew Napoli at the beginning of the year.
0: Could and they drew Milan ago. recently. Yeah.
1: So, they, so five out of the seven teams they played, and, and I believe they were all at home, they did not lose. So... Uh, against our rivals, which I'll say is Atalanta, Lazio, Milan at the moment. Atalanta, Lazio—they actually beat them, so it's okay. We got out there with a point at least. It obviously could have been better, given it's a missed opportunity, given our schedule of March, where there's Lazio, there's Juventus coming up potentially. If you go through in the um, Europa League, so it—it—it it, it, it was a tough game. It's definitely the toughest of the four. But the refereeing didn't help us. Aureliano, uh, Reliano, um, I must have counted at least three red cards that could have happened. I mean, the penalty to me uh looked to be a red card. I mean, he's the last guy preventing a goal coming from smalling. You can clearly see it off his hand. I think I think that's a red. I really do. Strefetza should have had a second yellow on the studs up. And Holmund, sorry if I don't pronounce that correctly. Just an absolute reckless challenge on DiBala on a counter uh, at which, you know, could have something happened and he just went straight for the legs. That could have definitely been a red card. The That didn't help us, but overall we came out with a point, created some decent chances, uh, but in the end, I mean, it just it's a bit of a disappointment, but it, it was an okay result given we're still fourth at the end of that match day.
0: Yeah, especially with Lazio losing against Atalanta, who Atalanta just tall and to shreds. Milan won Friday night against uh, Torino. And then um, Inter playing in, what, under an hour? Uh, or just over Sampdoria. an hour. Sampdoria. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's not the end of the world. It, I think probably it, it was probably just to get out of Lecce, just not to get beat because, as as we both said, it was 60 65 minutes of playing really good football. They had so many chances. Um, Falcone, oh, oh my god, him and Tammy Abraham were just having a battle, especially in the first half. Um,
1: Falcone I mean, seems
0: to show up against us yeah, a lot, he a likes lot. To he, play Roma. He, he did it in the game just before Christmas last year. Last season, sorry, where Sampdoria came to the Olimpico and Falcone, I think he deputized for. Oh, who's this? Sam, oh, oh, it's going to. Is it Ordera? Yeah, Ordera. Sorry, my mind went blank. Um, <laughs> he deputized for Ordera and he had a, a wonder, wonderful game and then finished 1-0 because. Roma do Roma things where they went one and up and I think it was um, Shamaradov scored and then conceded right late on but yeah um, Abraham had a couple of good chances that save against Al Shawari with the Abraham flick just before the penalty was sensational yeah it was a good it, save it, good play it, by Roma too yeah good save. but I think overall Roma it's it's a, it's a good goodish point um, but it's just some of the refereeing decisions that like I'm 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 shaking my head. Uh, I've got my hands over my eyes as we speak. Um but yeah, it's just baffling. The the non red the two non red card calls, the bad challenge on Matic. I took a still and put it on social media and it just looked disgusting. The challenge from the Captain on um Dibala in the last minute as he's going through on the counter attack was was vile, and oh, it was just it's just baffling. There was also a penalty incident in the second half on a Banyez and he was just barged off the ball, just cleaned out, and it was nothing was given. And we were talking off part about um, Aureliano's Gianluca Aureliano's stats this season. I don't like to do this sometimes. But I have, sometimes you have to look about on transfer marks on and stats. But he's overall this season, he's done 11 games in Italian football, seven in Serie A, one in the Coppa Italia and three in Serie B. <laughs> it's like 39 yellows. Uh, I think it's three reds, one straight reds and five penalties given. So the three reds uh, for for two yellows and one straight red. And he's like, he's done three Serie B games this season, and he's he's five yellows, four yellows, five yellows, and then three reds for for second year for second yellows. That's bonkers. It was five bookings. There should have been about eight or nine shouldn't they? It was just like Lecce did their best to kick Roma off the pitch there were some very tasty challenges going on and Zaleski and I think it was Gonzalez nearly had a, a tete or tete when Zaleski didn't kick the ball out is it, it got a bit feisty a little bit didn't it
1: yeah it did and I'm glad you brought up Aureliano's uh stats you, you could see he's given out like uh, some red cards before and I don't know if it's something with Roma or just this game, but this game he decided not to take out a single red card, which uh, there were a few that were deserved. And that's I I guess that's part of the game, Scott. You're going to get some of these bad referees, and I'm sure other teams go through it and these questionable calls. But uh, this is something that I hope gets cleaned up because it's it's not they, you know they need to get referees that have the same structure same base but it, it is hard i get it but the game overall it got feisty uh that's why rethinking it you know uh, with everything that went against roma i believe in that game coming out with a draw isn't the worst result so uh, i'm i'm glad they're still where they are after after this round of games
0: yeah it just cuz i think some people said uh, on social media are a little bit peed off that they couldn't get the result they had the chances falcone made some forex and saves there was that pellegrini chance right uh 65 70 minutes in the second half where i might take a still and i might watch the highlights later and then take a still he had the opportunity to pass it to el shawari i hope he went for the left foot shot over the bar Yeah, you had the chance of playing to play in Al Sharari, who's probably gonna go one on one with his marker, uh, down the down his left, the defender's right, and have an opportunity on goal. But would you say we were just a bit wasteful, not as clinical, but overall not the worst point in the world.
1: Yeah, we weren't we weren't clinical. We uh we've had other games where we had, I think, more chances. Um even Mourinho said like this opportunity you're gonna get a little less, so you, you got to make them count. And like Pellegrini's effort, obviously he wasn't clinical. He had to pass El Shorari. I wouldn't mind Scott the uh, the decision for him to shoot if it was on his strong foot.
0: On his he right, had so, definitely yeah.
1: had he definitely had the space uh, to go for the shot. So the idea was right. Just the problem was it was on his left, not on his right. So uh, obviously the decision there was to give it to El Shorari. So you're correct on that. From from rewatching it, and yeah, we weren't. Uh, we just couldn't put the ball on other opportunities, and obviously having a goalie like Falcone playing us, it, it uh, you know, it it doesn't help. So he made a great save on Abraham's header. He got really low down to the post, which was nice. So uh, he played well. Roma didn't take their opportunities, and this would happen, but. It could have been worse. We could have lost the game. So it's better to uh, take one point given the circumstances than than not at all. And so we had one of our rivals again lose points in Lazio. Kind of shocked by the results, Scott. I was hoping for a tie, but I, I didn't think Lazio would be torn to shreds at home. But hey, we we take whatever we can get So and we, we build on it.
0: I was going to say we feast, we feast, but I was feasting oh, watching Atalanta play. <laughs> but no, I'd take the point. Uh, would you that. have wanted
1: the uh, I just want to ask you, would you have wanted the uh, the draw between Atalanta Lazio or Yeah,
0: yeah, I would, would that have been best? that would have been best because with the two rivals playing against each other and also Milan winning on Friday night against Torino. It was a very good Olivier Giroud, Olivier Giroud, sorry, uh, goal. But yeah, in hindsight, a draw. I think it would have been a a, a, an open game, and we got an open game. But Atalanta, they were sensational, and um, they've got they've they they unleash these gems, don't they? Um, They Lookman. Lookman, uh, who I've seen, I think I've seen him play for Charlton Athletic in the EFL. He's had, um, I think he was on loan at Fulham. He's been at Everton. He's been at Leicester. Um, He's been at RB Leipzig. And he's just taken to, uh, like a duck to water in Serie A. The the striker up front, uh, is it Holland? Holland? Hoyland uh, yeah. Hoyland. I, I wanted to say Haaland but Hoyland my god 2023's been unbelievable if he scored that opportunity where he absolutely ghosted past Luis Alberto who gave up that could have been interesting but no I would have taken a draw but um but Atalanta were, were outstanding and it just leaves um it's, it leaves that sort of gap now between Roma Mm, Lazio Torino or what Torino are seventh I think it is they are and it just there's a little gap between that but Lazio it just gives them a little bit of a breathing space between them two and also Roma do play Hellas Verona next and Hellas Verona are fighting for their lives but I think they're winning against Salernitana. but yeah it's um it's there's gonna be more twists and turns isn't there for the rest of the season they're just Roma can pick up momentum again after after the draw, which is not the end of the world, but there's there's still more points and opportunities to play for in the next three, four months left of the season.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it's all about um, who's going to be in a good run of form coming towards the end. So we've seen up and downs from all teams. So Atalanta didn't start the the year very well, um, you know, and they picked up steam um Lazio have have done well before the break but after the break Scott let's be honest they haven't mm. besides the Milan game which Milan ha, you know haven't been great at all even against Torino I don't think they played their best again uh Lazio have you know they've lost like important points and Roma too we we spoke before the break uh you know how uh, on the year-end review how they ended twenty twenty two so poorly and look at twenty twenty three. They've had a great run of results, not lost a game so far and picked up points, uh important points against, you know, tough teams. The draw, Milan, Lecce draw and winning the games you're supposed to. So it's all gonna depend run of form and it's gonna be exciting to see how this how this concludes in uh, in June, I believe, right? It's a little yes. bit delayed, so it's in June.
0: Yes, the final weekend in June. I might try and get out to go to the Spezia game, which is the final home game and the final game of the season. It might have some, might be all to play for for a top four. Um, I will ask this, and you can shoot me down if you want. Is it worth Roma getting knocked out by Red Bull Salzburg just to prioritise fourth spot? Or would you just go, go for it in the Europa League and see how far you can get?
1: I don't think Mourinho will shoot down the competition so they will do their best, but I mm. personally think you just, yeah, uh, I'm not going to say give up the competition. Nobody ever does that, but don't uh, maybe don't play your best. But what I see from reports, I don't even know if he's changing much from his 11. These are early reports, could be false. But if it were me, if you could drop out of Europa League, there's a lot of strong teams this year. I, I thought the Europa League was very winnable last year, uh, given the, the teams that were in there, but Unfortunately, we weren't in the competition,
0: Mm. Uh,
1: but this year it's going to be a lot harder. Uh, I do uh, like that, you know, two strong teams are already facing each other in Man United United and Barcelona. So that, that could give a little bit of hope. I mean, but there's still other really great teams in there, but I don't think Roma have the team to win it. So if it were me, I would just focus on top four.
0: Yeah, I agree. I see if they can get past Red Bull Salzburg, who won at the weekend. They won 4-0. And they dropped out of the Champions League. They were in AC Milan's and Chelsea and Dynamo Zagreb's group. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, That was just a thought in my head. Uh, Sometimes I do this on Football Manager. If I'm coasting and I want to get knocked out of a competition, I'll just go, I'll play my reserves and I can concentrate on winning the league. But no, <laughs> that's that's just a thought that came to my head. Um, shall we talk about a departure? You wanted to yes. talk about the figures. You were quite upbeat about the figures and also the potential of the first option on two very very young talented Turkish players. I think one's Turkish and one is is if you, is Yusuf Tamir Turkish or is he is he Austrian? I'm not too sure, but Nicolas Zaniolo has finally made his move to Galatasaray. It was done on deadline day. Um, he's now donated some stuff for the relief uh, because of what happened last, last week in Turkey and Syria. Um, but what were your thoughts overall on Zaniolo's departure? His mum has come out today and said some very interesting quotes. I was reading them as I was getting ready for work for a while working from home today and had a, a wry smile on my face, but you're you're a figures guy overall, a good deal for both parties.
1: Uh, yeah, I would say so, especially for Roma. I was um I was shocked, Scott. Actually, I was shocked, but it was it was you know I ended up being uh, content with it in the end because I did not think Roma would get the figures they would given the circumstances of what happened. Rejecting Mm. Bournemouth of thirty million plus the five million bonus, uh, the market being closed in most of Italy besides Turkey, uh, most of Europe, sorry, besides Turkey, and then Turkey is the only market left. And then this deal pops up. First, I would think it's 16.5 million euros. And then, okay, I mean, yeah, it's basically half of what we get. But then you see the details of the deal, uh, Scott. It's actually if Zaniolo can do well in Turkey. And I look, I mean, it's Turkey. I'll say this before I mention the deals. If we don't get all the bonus money, which I will mention, and he doesn't play well, so that ju- that just tell you he's not the player he's supposed to be. So if he can't hit these objectives in Turkey and give us a f- the full slate of the deal, uh, then, then Daniel is not even worth the money we're trying to get for him. So they ended up getting a base of 16.5 million euros, which I thought, okay, was low. But then it comes out that they have a 13 uh, million euro bonus option, which... They mentioned fifty percent was very very easy to achieve, and the other and then there's another fifty percent maybe a little bit more difficult and um I do listen to you know scott we we listen to the Roma press podcast mm. so shout out to John Solano for this um he mentioned from his knowledge that it's more like seventy five percent easy to achieve and twenty five percent so that right there is a total of twenty nine point five million euros which Right there is close, obviously it's only five hundred thousand away from the thirty million offered by Bournemouth, but again, if Zagnolo doesn't hit this, he's just not the player that that's worth it, so in the end, it kind of works well for Roma then on top of that, if they resell him for twenty million or plus, he has uh Roma get a guaranteed two million dollar euro, so mm-hmm. that can escalate it to thirty one and a half. And then on top of that, they have a 20% uh, of resale value.
0: Selling value, yeah.
1: Yes, but only the only difference of it, Scott, it's it's going to be the difference of what they paid, which is 16.5, and what they sell them for. So the release clause is 35 million. So if the release clause is 35 million and they paid 16 and a half, that means there's 18 and a half million difference. So it's the 20% on the 18 and a half. That's the hypothetical part. It, so if they sell them for the release clause, which is 35 million, if it's 30, well, then it's obviously adjusted. So it's whatever they sell them for with the difference of what Galatasaray paid likely because they can't afford to give Roma back so much money, which is fine. So even if you hypothetically, they Milan end up coming to buy him or Juventus at 35 million, they get 20% on, uh, which is another five and a half million about. So, you know, that right there, it's close to, again, what I was saying, the 35 million euros that they were supposed to get from Borma. That's why I said this deal looks to be uh, really, really good for Roma. So I enjoyed the figures of the deal. And (laughs) I'm glad the headache is out of the locker room and Roma can now focus on finishing the season well and they'll have like a good amount of money if everything hits going to Roma's uh, i guess books for them to use for the the summer market
0: yeah cuz uh don't Inter get a percentage also of the deal that
1: they get 15%, 15%
0: yeah 15% of what what was done because yeah he was into so it was the galan deal from um, summer 2018, was it four and a half million euros for Zaniolo and Davide Santon was Santon. a lot higher, a lot higher. Plus Roger Nangle plus a sell-on value. And um, Nangle now at Spal. Um, yeah, so this this is an interesting deal. He's gone to a, a very um, interesting Galatasaray side. Have you seen who he could be? His teammates are.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of uh Serie A. Uh, a lot of Serie A players. Uh he has Oliveira, that's there, Drees Mertens. so it's it's a lot of players you know Zicardi. Uh I believe the goalkeeper Muslera. Yeah.
0: Yes. See, so uh, uh Lucas Sereira, Sergio Oliveira, Dries Mertens, Maro Icardi, Muslera, uh they've got Bafatimi Gomez, Kai Aihan, who was ex-Sassuolo, Juan Mata, uh, Milos Rachitska, who was at Verde Bremen, I think he was a couple of years ago, and who was also at, I think he was at Norwich. Yes, he's online from Norwich. Um, they've also got, I'm uh, just looking now, uh, 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 Dubois, he was at Lyon, is that, uh, that Borak Yilmaz as well?
1: Yes, oh. and uh, they're they're actually first in the table, Scott, so yeah. they got the title com- to compete for in Champions League. So, I hope for for Zagnolo's sake and for us fans that, that support Roma, I actually want him to do well, and this only benefits Roma. So, anybody that doesn't want him to do well in Turkey. I mean, you want it because Roma wants to ret- achieve, retrieve as much money as they can from this deal. And if he does well, then he gets resold resell- and Roma get more money. So yeah. we're hoping that happens. And Scott, to finish off with the deal, uh we didn't mention Roma have the option on two of their young, young uh prospects that apparently are... Are highly rated, so FA Ackman, which is the young sixteen-year-old midfielder, and Yusuf Demir, which seems to be like a DiBala-esque type player uh, from what I've seen. So uh, that's good. I mean, that can never go wrong if Roma, you know, end up getting these players. It means they might, you know, might end up turning to be a good player for Roma. So uh, I think overall, that's uh, it's the best Roma can do, and. Um, I don't know if we mentioned we'll cover it, but I really liked how Thiago Pinto really laid this out in the press conference about everything. Yes, yes.
0: that uh, clip went viral.
1: (laughs) Oh, the the clip, Scott, that I really wanted to mention on this podcast, the one where he says is, I'm player X and I'd like to receive this money. But then, uh, I mean, I'm not quoting it word for word, but, but then he goes on to say, well, then, you know, I think I should deserve this, but I don't really show it. And then my only offers are from Bournemouth and Galatasaray. Something is wrong here. Uh, When I saw that, Scott, I was like, bravo, Pinto. Really bravo.
0: Sam Sam sent it to me. He says, uh, take me for an example. I think I shouldn't earn X amount because I believe I'm a top player and deserve X amount. So I asked to leave Roma, and the only two teams that present themselves for concrete offers are Bournemouth and Galatasaray. Which is quite interesting, um, yeah. So it was very, very good from Pinto. Um, did you see what Zaniolo's mum came out and said today in the press?
1: Yes, I did, and I, I didn't under, don't understand. Like uh, she's saying that there's false reports on Bournemouth's offer and uh, and everything that went on. Uh, I was like, okay, she's just doing it to defend her son, I guess. But uh, that, that I mean, she's very like that, so. It's uh, eh, it's just something I, I I'm glad I don't have to hear again. So I'm 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 glad it's just over with.
0: I think like they say on Roma Press, his, her mum's his mum's Instagram is quite interesting uh, to say. Um, yes,
1: rack but- seventy seven. <laughs> that, that's that's what it is. Yeah, I, I've seen it. <laughs> Andy, again, shout out to Roma Press, Andy and John. When I listen to their podcast. I hope they hear this. Actually, they always mention about frac seventy seven, so it's it's quite it's quite hilarious. I get a good laugh out of it.
0: I won't say all the quotes, but the, basically the gist of the headline is um, Zaniolo's mum blasts Roma. They abandoned him, and I think one of the final comments was that only three players of Roma came out and see, like congratulated him on his on his move to Turkey, and then. Yeah, yeah, just safe to say that it didn't end well. The love affair is now over, and both parties can move on and hope for the best.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, just hope for the best from both sides, and we're finally done with this ordeal.
0: Amen, it it went on for a long, long time. Um, we have one listener's question. Um, I put a, a, a tweet out this afternoon you know, while using the new tweet deck after it got updated last week, and it's still a m- massive clusterfuck. Um, but uh, Araplanino, he goes, hope I'm not too late. You're not. Uh, but how do you feel seeing more Matic-Cristante? I feel we're momentum when one of Bove or Tahirovic were playing in the midfield. It's an interesting question.
1: Yeah, um look, as as individuals, Matić and Cristante are are decent players, especially Matić uh, a most professional. is not my cup of tea, but again, I like him as a backup. It's just together there's no there's no dynamic presence from them in the midfield. Um uh, you know, um, I was looking at today, Scott. They're they're among the worst. They were among the worst in the Lecce, the uh Roma game. They were among the worst in terms of ball progression. We had more progressions from CBs than we did from our midfielders. So, especially Cristante. Uh, so, uh, the pair together isn't isn't right. Isn't the right chemistry. Um, I do agree of having more. Energy and uh, maybe more dynamic having a Tahirovich and Bove, uh, but the problem is they're very young. So if they make mistakes, especially for Mourinho, that that's going to be the problem. Look at the cup game; they, yes. they you know, Tahirovic yeah. started, didn't do very well, and he went off. So that that's the problem: is we don't have. Why now? the key, but we don't have someone that's dynamic that has either experience or is up to to the level to playing every week that the team and Mourinho needs. So that's the problem. So I do agree with having one of them. The problem is they're, they're very young and inexperienced.
0: My caveat to that is, would you expect to see Maddy Camara playing a bit more minutes? Or do you, as you said a couple of weeks ago, is him not playing minutes is down to maybe an obligation?
1: Well, that's a problem. I definitely would like to see him play more minutes. Mm. He's one of the only midfielders I've seen this year from Roma win the ball very high, and Roma have numbers uh, on counters, uh, you know, 3v2s, 3v3s. He was the only one I see doing consistently, winning the ball high. Uh, I would definitely have him play more, for sure. Just I don't understand why he's not. So apparently it it's linked to an obligation, but I said a couple weeks ago um, on the pod that at, a lot of journalists said that there were there were none of that. Uh, I know Filippo Biafra from Il Tempo is one of the you know best sources of Roma. He he mentioned that he doesn't believe that there was an obligation, uh, unless I misread it. But I, I haven't seen anywhere where a deal says where uh, purchases is is, uh, is to be redeemed by the amount of presence for a camera in a deal. I, I have not seen it. So if he if it is, then I understand. But if he does not have this certain obligation and is just, in fact, alone, then Roma should definitely be playing him more.
0: Yeah, it seems a bit strange because you keep playing Matic and Cristante. You had the opportunity to play Camera in the game against Cremonese. And then you went with Tahirovic and Cristante. You probably could give Kamara more minutes because when he has played in games this season, he's actually looked quite influential and quite in the midfield he's been more progressive in that mid midfield because if you play both Matic and Cristante they're both static Christ- uh, Matic is excellent on uh, like on the ball he's very good of keeping the ball ticking Cristante has his moments but you'd like to see a bit more energy in that midfield
1: Yeah, certainly. That's what Bove and Tahirovic can provide, Camera can provide, while Wijnaldum can can provide. The problem is, out of the four, only Wijnaldum can play uh, whenever Jose Mourinho needs him now that he's back from injury. But two of them are inexperienced, and Camera supposedly, it's some mysterious contract uh, obligation that he's not seeing the field, supposedly. That's what everybody is thinking that's what it is because it makes no sense not to play him so that that's what he's dealt with but problem is we don't really have options until Wijnaldum gets to 100 percent
0: yeah I agree um should should we quickly talk about the game on Thursday Roma travel travel English Scott travel to Austria to take on Red Bull Salzburg who one four nil at the weekend. They played Saturday against uh, Austria Lustanzu. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, Fernando scored two. Uh, Nicholas Sievold scored one, and Nicholas Capuldo scored one in the in the ninety first minute. I think they are running away with the Austrian Bundesliga at the moment. Uh, I say running away. Uh, they're six points clearer ahead of Sturm Graz. All the teams in Austria played 17 games. Um, how do you feel about this game on Thursday? As, as Salzburg came through the Champions League and they finished third in that group with Chelsea, AC Milan and Dynamo Zagreb, it could be an interesting tie.
1: Yeah, it can be. Uh, I'm a little nervous for Thursday. Uh, not going to lie about it. It's um, a red, uh, Salzburg are a very, very fast team. Mm. Uh, guys like Okafor which is a really top prospect apparently he's rapid uh, you know Roman speed oof uh, sometimes it, it can really catch them off guard so we've Doesn't seen that against, well. yes we've seen that against Ludo Goretz. so the the I'll never forget Rick uh, uh, yes it, the
0: infamous Rick
1: <laughs> yeah the infamous Rick so uh, they have a lot of speed a lot of good young players I mean they always run a great Uh, system at Salzburg in terms of getting prospects all Red Bull teams same with Leipzig so they really their scouting network is great so they have a very youthful team and I think they'll cause Roma some problems for sure uh and you know they had a tough group in the Champions League Chelsea AC Milan uh just they Roma's gotta continue playing if they want to win they gotta continue playing it a draw isn't bad gotta continue playing solid from the back and you know, get, take chances on your opportunities, and hopefully they can come out with a positive result, especially uh, in Austria.
0: Yeah, um, just looking at Red Bull Salzburg squad, they've got Benjamin Sesko, who's going to be playing for I think he's Red Bull Leipzig next season. Uh, Lucas Sucic. Uh, Umar sole who plays in defence. Um, I'm just looking at Nicholas Sievold who plays in midfield. I think he plays in defence in midfield. Uh, you mentioned Noah Okafor, and they've got Fernando, who plays up front. Nicholas Capaldo. But yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Um, if they can manage to get anything out of in Austria and take it back to Limburg. it could be an intriguing tie. Um, it's a new, it's like the, the, the new versus, I won't say Mourinho's old, but he's older. But the way that Red Bull Salzburg have been playing their football this last season, and remember they got to the Champions League last 16, last season. They did get humbled by um, by Munich, but they do provide this exciting brand of attacking football. Um, I think Gegenpress. Press like the player diamond formation. It's going to be interesting to see Roma's back three, three, I think there'll be a lot of three versus threes with, uh, Mancini, Ibanez, maybe Kumbula. Uh, uh, maybe not Kumbula against the, a pacey front three, but yeah, it could be interesting to see if Roma can get something out of that. It'd be, it'd be encouraging to go into the second leg next, uh, next Thursday. And remember, this is the early kickoff on, um, on Thursday. Is it 5.55? Um, and then the second leg kicks off at 8. But yeah, I'm intrigued. Maybe a little bit nervous. European football back on Thursday. Let's, let's wait and see what happens. Um, Joey, do you have anything else to add before, before the end?
1: No, I'm um, good, Scott. Thank you.
0: I will mention one thing that came out today was um, ex-Sampdoria Udinese um, Gitafe. Now he's back in the Czech Republic playing for spot Brad Jakub Jankto came out as gay today. And I think that's a wonderful story. Um, We're living in an age where I think people and football players, sports people in general, uh, are in fear of coming out. Um, There's been a couple that have come out as gay recently over here in the UK. Um, And I think it's wonderful to see. And I think the... Adulation that we've seen on social media today is, but it's wonderful to see. Um, social media can be an absolute cesspit. Ninety-nine point nine, um, most of the t- percent of the time. Sorry, but this zero point zero one percent today was an absolute joy to see. There were some very interesting comments, but. Apart from that, I did see that Yankta got a really, really, really nice support from people on social media and and football clubs worldwide. Um, It's very encouraging to see, and I, I hope it gives other people the encouragement to come out also.
1: Yeah, Scott. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad he uh, he spoke his mind, and uh, you know, I, I think it's like it feels like it's a relief for him. So it's really good for him. Uh, you're right. Social media could be a cesspool, uh, but sometimes you know it could be good for people. And I have seen he's received a lot of support, and and uh, really, really good for him. Um, I'm glad. Uh, I'm I'm glad he did it. It's not very easy. I'm sure it's not very easy. And uh, it's a player I've watched a lot in Serie a, and I, I honestly wish him the best uh, best going forward.
0: Hear, hear. I, I agree. Um, Jerry, should we wrap this pod up? Um, 40 minutes talking about referees, um, which is a lovely topic I always like to talk about. Roma, I wouldn't say shortcomings, but a bit of a failure in Lecce. But thank you once again for joining Um it's been an absolute pleasure. I, I will do the, the the usual spiel as I like to end the podcast. You can find us at the dot Find all our previous episodes on the the website. Um, you can find us on all podcast platforms, so your SoundCloud, Podbean, TuneIn, etc. etc. Um, Joey, thank you once again. All the way from Toronto, Canada. Um, Montreal, the, Scott. Come Montreal, on, Montreal, Montreal. Sorry, the rival uh, city. The rival city. Sorry, I need. Uh, i apologize sorry no worries sam you can edit that out (laughs) (laughs) Jokes, jokes. but uh next week we potentially have a special guest joining us i did ask if they could join us this week um it is a female as roma fan i'm planning to get more female roma fans i have reached out to a couple and hopefully they'll be joining us in the next couple of weeks um and talking about um themselves uh, her game too, uh, the love of football and the love of this basket place of a club of as roma but jerry once again thank you very much for joining me on this monday evening thanks again scott and thank you once again uh, i hope you enjoyed the episode and always remember for roma ciao ciao